You know, ed schools are sometimes pilloried for jargon. I don't really think that's fair, and I'd like to say we have the delightful students at the ed school, and I'm very sorry that the ed school's out so we don't have the benefit of them here and all around. But uh, one term of, quote, educationese, which I don't think, as I say, is fair, is I find extraordinarily useful. And it's the phrase, felt need, a felt need. And uh, it seems to me a great point, and the essence of it is, don't give someone an answer until you've elicited in them, on their own, the question. Because if you don't give them the question first, they won't even know you've given them an answer. And what you'll find back in the trash are all these, not simply empty cartons, but filled cartons they never took anything out of because they didn't know they were filled with all kinds of stuff. And they sort of, at each point, would miss the point without having been prepped. Because the whole point of learning is you're coming up with, you're learning things you didn't know of and you didn't know you didn't know. And so there should be a bit of a prep. Well, here we are at Advent. You'll never guess what's going to happen into the fourth week. We know that Christ, thanks be to God, will come. This marvelous celebration of Advent with its three-pointedness, uh, Christ come in history, which we celebrate, Christ come now in mystery, and then Christ at the end of time come in majesty. Advent has all those three points of reference at any point. And good for us to think of in our prayers all these weeks in preparation for Christ's coming. But isn't it wise of Holy Mother Church in her wisdom to give us this time to pause and feel the question within that yearning in our depths, that yearning in our depths that we have for God? That's what we have in our first reading, the 63rd chapter of Isaiah. Yes, Lord, you are our Father. We are the clay and you are the potter. We are the work of your hands. And then it goes on, things are tough, we need you. With COVID around, things are tough, we need you. With an economic problem born of COVID taking over, uh, unopposed, we have a problem. Dear Lord, we need you. For some of us, just in terms of attitude, when the days get short and the afternoon suddenly gets grimly dark, and eventually when the weather gets cold, Lord, we need you. We are the work of your hands. As Psalm 80 says, let us see your face. Let us see your face and we shall be saved. Dear God, we really do need you. And thus, we're all come here together this, this morning on the Lord's Day, because God sent his only son his son gave his life for us. And the gospel is at the center of our gathering, just as doing this in memory of him, that Thanksgiving called Eucharist, Thanksgiving, is at the center of what we are up to now. That's at the center. And so very important for us to be alert, to take what we learn and what we hear and experience and grow by and integrate that into everything and be watchful and alert to where that fits in. You know, you could think the matter of being watchful and alert might be staying awake all the time. And I guess a guard who could sleep during the day could be awake all night. I'm not sure if it's good for your getting REM sleep uh, if you'd be alert for 24 hours. 
like just keep the, the, the snooze bar going or the thing constantly ringing, I'm not sure that would be good for your roommate as well. You might get a second opinion. But it does tell us to be alert in the present, which is what that means, don't you think? In every present. I give with students at one school, there are two times to do things. And they say, what are those? And I say, immediately or never. <laughs> you can imagine I invoke that after it's been never several times. <laughs> so I'd like to move the, the, I'd like to move the needle, needle to immediately. But in a way, the only place we can live and change and do anything is the now. Write letters, say a prayer, go to church. And in that now, before this Mass, you came to church. And here we are by the grace of God together and hearing God's good word, the word of the Lord, telling us to be watchful and to be alert. So besides meaning be awake, don't you think it also means to be alert to where the Christian message fits in, in all the crevices of the world, in all the world's many-sidedness? Do you really think the Christian message says just go to church, stay there as long as you can, go home and don't think it after that, of it after that? Surely it means how do we integrate as a leaven into the world to make a difference for the world to be different and to spread God's news at every level in society and in our culture, and in our culture. How important that is. I was thinking of that in different ways that were given that help by the church. Uh, in 1 Corinthians, first chapter, uh, Paul says about how you were enriched in every way with all discourse and all knowledge so that you're not lacking in any spiritual, so you're not lacking in any spiritual gift. And uh, I was thinking the Pope has a letter out. The Pope has that letter out uh, echoing, he signed it right there at Assisi the day before the eve of uh, the first Vespers of Francis's feast for Telly Tutti. And it's on friendship and fraternity, sorority, sisters and brothers all. It's on solidarity. It's on concern for other people. And if you think of it, encyclicals and exhortations and so on by bishops and popes and the words we hear from our spiritual director or for the lives of the saints are in the Catholic Church an enormous help to us all. And they're also really important and really essential to have all those guides in keeping to the straight and narrow through the Christian life. You know, the, uh, the Pope had, the earliest letter was an exhortation, the joy of the gospel, Evangelii Gaudium. And he had that line, more than by fear of going astray, my hope is that we will be moved by the fear of remaining shut up within the structures which give us a false sense of security. Within rules which make us harsh judges, within habits that make us feel safe. While at our door, people are starving. And Jesus does not tire of saying to us, give them something to eat. Give them something to eat. Do you know how he won the conclave? You know the conclave, they're locked in with a key, that's what the word comes from, electing a pope by the cardinals, that kind of thing. Beforehand, they have what are called the murmurations. Certainly a marvelous word, the murmurations. Is that a familiar thing? Well, the murmurations of the cardinals getting together, and that includes the over 80 who can't vote. They can't vote, but they are also invited in, and everyone gives their point of view of like a diagnosis of where the church is and the prescription to how to fix everything. And every cardinal speaks. 
and they get five minutes and every cardinal speaks five minutes, pretty much. But uh, they said that one of them did not. And the one who did not, who spoke most briefly, became Pope. And what he said was exactly, in a sense, is captured in what I just read from the joy of the gospel. That it often must feel to Christ that he's locked in and he's not let out into the world in us. And how important it is for us to reach out to the world and give them something to eat, the good news incarnate in us through word and sacrament to go into the world that way and to make a difference. The very scholarly Cardinal Archbishop of Vienna turned to the person next to him after he heard that brief message before they went on to any other. And he said, this is exactly what we need. And she had that matter of North and South and East and West and sort of liberal coming behind someone. Going out and getting out of our ruts and reaching out to others. In a sense, we've been taught that, I guess, experientially by COVID-19, but in a sense of deep yearning by what we miss, by what we used to be able to do, maybe didn't have the wit and sense to do enough of but now we really wish we could. And so this letter, which is almost the perfect antidote to COVID-19 and to being closed off, a letter on fraternity and sorority and friendship and solidarity with other people. And so when Christ says to us, be alert, it means be alert to exactly things like that and say they don't apply, realize that's the very help we need to notice where on earth the gospel touches down and we're being called rather than passing it by and thinking this marvelous gift is instead an empty carton and I'll just throw it, I'll throw it into the church, into the trash. There was an interesting thing on the website of the Milan Diocese and it was done by Cardinal Scola, Angelo Cardinal Scola. I don't think he's Archbishop anymore of Milan, he retired, but he, uh, he wrote about, um, wrote for his 50th of ordination. And he had the following to say, apropos of the encyclical and so on, to, if I can could suggest its importance. Pope Francis seeks to shake up consciences by calling into question consolidated habits and customs in the church, each time, so to speak, raising the bar. Another way to say what the Lord said today, stay alert, be on the watch. Okay. And he goes on to say a phrase of Pope John Paul II, be, uh, be, learn the Pope, imperario papa. It means, according to Cardinal Scola, have the humility and patience to empathize with his personal history, where he expresses his faith, addresses us, makes choices of leadership and governance, even more necessary perhaps with the Latin America, American who doesn't have the mentality or the approach of Europeans. That's to say, in this case, as it is with everyone we meet, that we don't know what we don't know. And there are great things like that which try to help us to learn what we don't know, for which we give thanks, for which we're watchful, for which we stay alert. Thanks for listening to Within the Walls of St. Paul's Sunday Homilies. Today's episode is part of our 2020 Advent and Christmas offerings please consider supporting us by visiting stpaulparish.org. That's stpaulparish.org. God bless and see you next time.